guys, Felicia here. So before we start the show, I just want to ask you guys to help us make sure that we're creating content you really, really want to hear and make sure we stay on topics that you need help with. And we want to make sure we're giving you practical tips, tricks, and tactics that you need for your career journey and to get where you're trying to go. And so we have a survey that we would like for you to do. It should only take about five minutes. There's going to be a link in the show notes for you to do our survey. If you are on our email list, you'll also get an email reminding you to please do this survey so that we make sure we're giving you the best content possible and making sure that if we have any advertisers, that they are advertisers that are speaking to your specific needs and that we promote things that are going to truly help you and not just be for some commercial gain because that's not what we're about over here. We are here at the Trill MBA Show to help you really, truly skyrocket your career in all the ways that make you whole and happy and healthy and prosperous because we about these bags, okay? (laughs) All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Trill MBA Show. I'm your host, Felicia Ann Rose Anuha, aka the Trillist MBA. You will ever know. And I'm here to help you survive and thrive in corporate America by giving you the truth and being as real as only I can be. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so, so, so excited today because I have a very special guest in the house with me. And actually, this guest is a day one of the podcast because, and I will link in the show notes, she was one of my very first guests when we turned this show into an actual podcast in 2018. So we have survived a pandemic (laughs) and we are back thriving. I am so excited to introduce to you, if you don't know, Katrina McGee. She is a career break and sabbatical expert and the author of the forthcoming book, Taking a Career Break for Dummies. A certified master coach with an MBA, Katrina empowers mid-career professionals to create transformative and daring breaks, ultimately leading to a more fulfilling and satisfying life. Ooh, girl, I'm gonna have to sign up for a coaching session. (laughs) Her clients return from their breaks, recharged, inspired, happily employed, and forever changed. On their time off, her 70 plus clients have traveled the world, launched a business, changed careers, and more. Katrina's work was inspired by her own 20 months, 20 months, I didn't realize it was that long, (laughs) 20 month career break where she saved 40,000 in just 18 months to quit her corporate job to travel the world. She's now an enthusiastic world traveler and digital nomad. Her advice on career breaks, money, and travel has been shared across various outlets, including Forbes, Smart Travel, Thrive Global, and Yahoo. I am so excited to catch up with you today, Katrina, and talk about all things career break. And actually, I think this is the perfect time for people to start planning a career break, don't you think? I 100% agree with that, Felicia, 100%. (laughs) 
Yes. And I've been telling people, I've made a few posts about this. It's that annual enrollment period. And so this is the time where you get to sign up for your benefits. And I think a lot of people, especially if they're younger, they are like, I can't pay for all this short-term disability, long-term disability. I don't know what it is. But what people fail to realize is that the short-term disability benefit is what pays you when you go on FMLA leave. So I've been trying to tell people, like, sign up for your short-term disability because <laughs> it's going to come in handy next year if you foresee a medical break that you may need. That is so brilliant. I actually have never put those dots together. So that, I think, is worth the whole, like, I think the whole podcast is like this whole episode <laughs> is just <laughs> the value has just been 10x by that little fact. I mean, that makes so much sense, though. And, you know, to your point, like, some FMLA is needed for mental health reasons, you know, like, yes. truly. There are times where people are like, I need to take a break for my own like mental health. That's totally valid. Yeah. And once you've been working for a company for a year, FMLA protects you for 12 weeks unpaid. And then the short-term disability, when you get your doctor to do paperwork and you know, you establish this is a medical needed break, then you get your short-term disability benefit, which is also not taxed because it is insurance payment, not income. I should have talked to you before I wrote this chapter. <laughs> it's okay when you get the revision, holla at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this will be in the second edition. Yes. So, Katrina, some people are new to the show. They haven't gone back to season two. So let's level set and let's tell them what got you to a point where you're like, I'm leaving this shit. And I'm taking these 20 months. Yeah. I mean, so at age 33, I had walked away from two completely different successful careers. Time spent getting my MBA. I was an MBA at that point. And I had $50,000 worth of debt. But, Hmm. you know, while the circumstances on the surface appeared to say, don't take a break, that's like literally the craziest thing that you could do right now. What's true for me is that my life looked really good from the outside. I bought my first house in Atlanta when I was 24. I did these smart money moves. I had a 401k. You know, like I said, I'd had these two successful careers and an MBA. I felt on the inside like crap. So Mm -hmm. as beautiful as it looked from the outside, as successful as it looked from the outside, everything felt wrong on the inside. And I won't say, you know, with a lot of reflection over these last few years, I have to say that it wasn't always that way. This wasn't my true sort of like, you know, end all be all path. It wasn't leading towards sort of my ultimate goal. But there was a time in my life growing up without a lot of money where what I wanted was to be seen as successful. What I wanted was to get a great paycheck and corporate gave me the way to do that, you know, from age 21 on when I got my degree. And so I don't regret it. And I also have to like give some kudos to that path at that point. But my path quickly diverged and where my heart, my brain and my gifts wanted to show up, like that path was so different than the one I was on. So for me, it was this feeling of, I cannot live the rest of my life this way because every day I have to wake up and physically like propel myself into my day because I don't want this. I don't want this. I didn't even remember what made me special, what made me unique. I felt honestly, even though I'd won awards at Every company I had been to for different projects, various projects I'd worked on, I felt like such a mediocre human because it became really hard to stand out in a world that I didn't even want to be in. 
right? I don't want to be in this world. And now I've got to like push myself, work harder to stand out. So realizing that there was this huge misalignment, it really didn't matter how much on the surface this break looked impossible. I was going to find a way to make it happen. I had this realization that what I wanted to do was quit my job and travel around the world for a year. So I saved 40K, 18 months, gave my job eight months notice. I will give them kudos for handling that so well. They handled it so well. They were so kind about it. Right. And then I was gone, right? I left and I started this break. And like you mentioned, it turned into a 20 month break because that's how long my money lasted. I, at some point, I think it was around eight months into my break, I just had this knowing that I didn't want to go back and I wanted to travel as long as I possibly could. So that was basically traveling until I had about five grand left in my bank account to come back and figure out my next steps. And so that's what I did. And it ended up being 20 months and obviously, obviously life-changing and basically planting big seeds for what I do now. Where all did you go? What countries were most memorable for you during that time? Yeah, top three memorable, France. Mm -hmm. Avignon specifically, so down in Provence, I'd never been to that part of France before, Argentina and Mm. Vietnam. I love Argentina. I haven't been to Vietnam. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was actually like, I almost didn't go. I had a lot of fears and reservations about it after things I'd read on like travel blogs and just heard in passing. And it was a really magical experience. The food there was incredible. The people were actually generally really friendly. The landscape was gorgeous. I traveled through there for three weeks without a plan. I just kept winging it day by day. I made friends with these two dudes from the Czech Republic that I still am friends with. And they were awesome, like tour mates. And we just sort of traveled through the country north to south together. It was really incredible. So go. Wow. I... I'm trying to contain my emotions because I think I am at the point you were at when you were like, this has to change. I need to break this and figure it out. And I'm in a unique situation though, because I know what I want to be doing and I kind of know where I'm trying to go. I just don't know how to get there. And so hearing you say that really did touch me. Like I'm like trying to choke back tears because I felt everything you said. And I think there are so many people and I've talked to so many of my clients and my friends who are in very similar places trying to understand how to get to that place where you feel good about where you're at and what you're doing and like what people are seeing on the outside and you get all these accolades you want to feel good about that. And it really does suck when people on the outside are like, I trade places with you or this is what the ancestors prayed for. <laughs> and you're like, but I am so unhappy and I don't know why. I mean, I think you want it to, like you said, feel good. And I do think that there's a real disconnect there when you feel like if I'm doing everything right and other people want my life and it feels this shitty inside, what does like not shitty look like, right? Because other people are sort of validating your choices and saying, you're doing a great job. You're killing it. I wish I was you. You know, look at all these amazing things. And yes, they're amazing, but to feel either empty or misaligned or just this sort of resistance to the life that you have and this lack of joy and connection and interest and engagement, it can feel kind of hopeless at times. Mm. I mean, for you, you know what you want to move into. So there's hope that, you know, stepping on and being able to create what it is you want to create will create more of those feelings. But I think if you don't know, like I didn't know, it can feel really hopeless. Like, 
what else is there? Like if everybody's validating this and it feels this awful, what do I have to do to feel good again? Yeah. And, you know, I just really appreciate you for stepping out on faith and being a light because there are so many people, especially us, that are really looking and searching for an answer, but not understanding how to get there. And so at the end of your break, what did you discover? Was there a big aha moment? Yeah, I can't wrap this up in a pretty bow. So we're having a very real conversation. Yes. It was a lot of awareness about what I didn't want. It was some openings created for what I did want, but I still had like, oh my gosh, over $40,000 worth of debt to pay off from my business school experience. I didn't actually know like the way that you know, even after that experience, I didn't have the singular thought or clarity about what I wanted to do next. So it was life-changing. It was life-changing. I learned so many lessons. I became this version of me that I was proud of. I became this version of me that did wild and crazy things and didn't need validation that proved how resourceful and creative and courageous I could be. So many good things. But I think what was hard about that break was at the end of it, I had assumed incorrectly that I was going to have this massive lightning bolt epiphany. Oh, this is what I want to do now. This is what I want to do next. And I came back feeling like I had changed, but I wasn't yet sure what I wanted to move towards. And I just knew I had this debt sort of hanging over me and looming over me. So I did what I needed to do. I got really clear on what is the most honest and truthful goal that I want to pursue now. Because I learned I could save $40,000 in 18 months. I learned I could take a break and travel around the world as somebody that had never really solo traveled abroad before. And I did it for 20 months. I can do almost anything. What do I want to do next? And the answer was become debt-free as fast as I possibly could so that I could pursue any interest, any inclination without that sort of albatross hanging on my Mm -hmm. shoulder and that weight pulling me down. And I could feel free, right? Mm -hmm. I just wanted to feel free. I wanted to not work again. I wanted to have adventures whenever I wanted to do them. And I felt like this debt was omnipresent and it was just holding me back from feeling like I could do anything I wanted to do. Wow. And so then you went on this journey to become debt-free. I did. That was my new goal. And I crushed it just like I crushed the career break goal. I found a corporate job. So my compromise was I'm going to find a job that I either hate less or dare I say, even enjoy a lot more, right? It's going to be corporate and it's not going to be my ultimate stop, but it can be better. And I know I need to make like a minimum income to make this main goal of being debt-free happen. And I applied for jobs as my break was ending through my re-entry period. And I landed five offers in five weeks. Wow. I know. I was like, yep, there's something to this break. That was actually a really big moment for me, realizing I could help other people you know, create success through a break as well. But, you know, when I came back from that, I had a dream job offer. I actually had several good offers, some with raises and promotions, but I had this dream job and I took it and I moved out to Boulder and I started working. And 21 months later, I had paid off the last $42,000 of my debt. And I was like, okay, let's get certified as a life coach and let's take it one step at a time and move forward. I love that. I love that. And so now you are a full-time coach and yeah, I, author and... Yeah, all the things. <laughs> yeah, all the slashes. Um, yeah, 2018 is when I ripped the Band-Aid off and went full-time in my business. But I ended up burning out and took another break. That one was much more travel-focused, actually. I traveled a lot and hung out with other nomads 
during that time. But in 2020, I was like, let's do this legit. Let's come back from the burnout. Let's lean in. And so consistently full-time leaning in for the last three plus years and trying to create some magic for myself and my clients. I love that. So I think for me, what I've learned is that if you believe in yourself and not be unafraid to explore, you come out better on the other side. Yes, be true to yourself. I mean, I know that we're kind of jumping to the very end. So I'm going to give my life lesson. Okay. I'm going to give my life lesson because I feel like it's so appropriate and we're just there right now. We're hovering on it. But what I learned in this break that was truly the most foundationally and fundamentally life-changing thing for me to live my most successful, most magical, and most joyful version of life, I have to be on my path, my path, not their path, not the path someone told me, not the textbook path. And so it takes courage to do it. But to your point, living with that courage and just going for the things I want to go for has already created so much more success than I was ever going to have as a fellowship winner in business school that had six job offers for internships my first year. Like I was checking all the boxes and it didn't feel good. And, you know, I was featured in Forbes. I got a book deal. I've helped people change their lives. All these things I've done that actually mean something to me and that also are like next level things only happened because I was on some wild and crazy path that no one else understood, that no one else had really gone down before, but it was true for me. And so I think that is, you know, the takeaway is be brave, be honest, be authentic, and know that you can only reach the levels that you are meant to reach if you're willing to follow your own blueprint, go down your own path, build the thing that you were here to build. I need a second. So we're going to take a break (laughs) because you have no idea how much this is hitting me right now. (laughs) Just we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this new book that you have written that we are so excited about. So stay tuned and we're going to talk about taking a career break for dummies when we get back. Hey there, travel enthusiasts. Are you tired of struggling to find hair and skincare products that cater to your unique needs while on the go? Look no further than blacktravelbox.com. Black Travel Box is your one-stop shop for travel-sized natural hair and skincare products, specifically curated for Black travelers. No more settling for generic products that don't work for your hair type or skin tone. Whether you're jet-setting to a tropical island or embarking on a cross-country road trip, Black Travel Box has you covered with their convenient and TSA-approved travel kit. Plus, by supporting Black Travel Box, you're not just getting high-quality products, but you're also supporting a Black-owned business that is dedicated to promoting inclusivity in the travel industry. So, travel in confidence, style, and grace with Black Travel Box. Visit blacktravelbox.com now and get ready to slay your next trip. Don't let your beauty routine suffer while you explore the world. And hey guys, let me tell you, Black Travel Box products are amazing, especially that body butter. Listen, I got a promo code for you. Use the code JETSET, that's J-E-T-S-E-T, all caps, JETSET. And you can get a discount from Black Travel Box because of who? 
Let's your list, NBA. Happy travels, beautiful people. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, guys, we are back from the break. We are with Katrina McGee. And let me tell you, I am in a certain place in my life that everything you just said, I needed to hear so bad. Like, I felt like you were letting God use you. And I hope that there are other people out there who are in the same spot that I'm in in their life and they hear your voice because I have been so afraid. And I have been afraid to make mistakes and I have been afraid to do things wrong. But then in that fear, I have been sitting in unhappiness and I've come to the point of reckoning and realizing like the fear holding you back is what's keeping you unhappy, holding you back from living your singular truth. And hearing you voice it that way, I hope it inspires people to be honest with themselves about what they really want. Because a lot of times what you really want and what everybody is telling you what you should do just does not match. Does not. And so then you feel stupid. But how could it match, right? I think that's the thing too is we all want it to match. We all want to belong. We want to feel safe. We want to feel like we're not going to get ejected, you know, from the group. But how could it? If it's yours, if it's uniquely yours, no one else in this whole world has done it the way you were meant to do it. And how could we expect other people to understand it Mm -hmm. before we've built it? And, you know, that's something I've really come around to. I was lucky in that my parents were pretty supportive of me doing weird things. I mean, they were very clear. I have no idea what the hell you're doing. But they were also like, you seem to always land on your feet. So we're just going to let you do it. And, you know, I appreciate them for that. But also there have been people that haven't understood, even family members outside of my parents who have been like, why is she doing that? Why can't she just you know, use her MBA and do something on the side and just find her joy, like painting and watercolor class on Saturdays. (laughs) But that's not the life that I was meant for. But I have to understand it's my vision. Therefore, it is my responsibility to take care of it, to nurture it, to foster it and to bring it to life. And most of the time when you do that, people then realize when they see it in action and they actually can understand what's happening, they're like, oh, I see now what that's about. Like, that's amazing. What you did was amazing. But if we're waiting for people to understand it, validate it, you know, give us the thumbs up, we're going to be waiting until the day we've died and then it's too late. What I find a bone of contention for myself is there is this need to be normal. There's a need to be accepted or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just never have been. And I need to realize that I'm never going to be. And so I need to stop trying. Oh, (laughs) girl. I mean, yes. I just want to say those are real feelings and they are totally valid. And also there's, you know, the bigger truth in there that sometimes that experience can actually be a gift if you choose to use it that way. And I know we've had different experiences, but, you know, I'm biracial and my mom's family disowned her when she married my dad. You know, they kind of reversed that decision a few years later, but it was always like really different. And <laughs> it was just, yeah. let's just call it different. Different's yeah. a nice way to say that experience and hard. And yeah. to have this life as a little kid where these people that are supposed to love you unconditionally do not for very arbitrary reasons, yeah. it's like soul shattering on a level, right? Like just really 
life altering, but it also similar in a way planted a seed in me to feel like, well, I don't belong like in the, even the bigger picture of my family. Like if I don't belong in this picture, where do I belong? And what I believe to be true is that there will always be some pain with that because I'm a human, but I have turned that into a superpower because I don't need to belong. And I learned a really powerful lesson. I can survive even when people don't like me. I can survive when even people that I want to like me don't like me or don't understand me or don't approve of me. And I now shine a light and a way for other people who feel like they don't belong to go on their own path, to go their own way. And I feel like what you're meant to do and what you're here to do is unique, right? It really truly is. And you are unique. And it's because you don't belong that you have the freedom and the wisdom to see the light that there's another way to be. And you can shake loose for other people who maybe did belong and feel like they have more at risk, right? To go mm-hmm. out and try things. Cause it's like, well, I do belong. Like what happens if I don't belong? And you can just create that reality and that possibility for them. Yeah. I always appreciate people like you because you give other people permission. And let's talk about the permission that you're given with this book. Yeah. <laughs> How did this book come about? Like, did you always know you wanted to write a book? Oh gosh. Okay, I'm going to give you the really real story about yes. this book. I'm definitely going to write about this someday. Probably not another book because I'm never going to write again. That was so hard. But um, <laughs> maybe like a really long blog entry or right. something like that. So I actually did not always think I was going to write a book. In the back of my mind, I definitely thought it was possible, but my brain was more towards like memoir, right? Mm-hmm. I have all these crazy life experiences and it's like someday I'm going to write about these crazy life experiences, but I never really got to a place where I thought that was real or that I was seeing it was close in. And I'm like, yeah, someday soon I'm going to write this book. I, I never really wanted to. I always struggled to write. I think I'm actually a good writer, but writing is hard for me. I'm not a fast writer and I struggle with perfectionism. And for many mm. reasons, it's just really a challenging experience for me. So I never actually thought in this season of my life, I'm going to write a book. But I ended up receiving an email from an acquisition editor who works on the For Dummies team with Wiley Publishing. And she asked me if I wanted to write the book. Now, the part of the story that I haven't really told yet that I'm going to tell you is that... I had decided to sunset my business when I got my book deal. So I am a big believer. I will leap over a cliff for my truth any day. I will take risk. I will leave... I left my corporate job, my last corporate job. I left it without any real savings, not knowing what was going to happen. And it all like, I just, I know that I'm going to land on my feet and it might be a bumpy landing, but I'm going to survive it. And I'm relentless in pursuing my truths. I'm relentless in pursuing the green flags of life that I want to experience. But there's also a truth that sometimes life just gets really hard and really lifey. And, you know, having this business where I'm trying to, to help people help themselves but feeling like there's a lot of education, there's a lot of explaining that I have to do. And I don't want to convince people. I want to be the light for people that already know. I don't want to feel like I have to argue with you or wrestle with you to get you on your path. I want to be the light for people that are like, I feel like I need to be on my path. It was just really hard. Entrepreneurship is no joke. It can be lonely. It can be exhausting. There are peaks and valleys. You know, in corporate, you get your steady paycheck, you get your promotion. It's a very like, you know what to expect. It's very predictable in many ways. And Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is not at all. Mm -hmm. Your business can be made overnight and it can be broken (laughs) just as quickly. Mm -hmm. And my soul just felt really tired. And I 
felt like I had this moment where I tried to fill this program that is amazing, life-changing. I had run it three times before. And this last round, the fourth round, I didn't get enough people in it to run it. It's a group program. And I remember having this really angry conversation in the parking lot at Whole Foods with the universe. And I was like, if you don't want me to have to do this anymore, I'm not going to do it because I've been giving so much and I just can't do this anymore. And I was just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to sunset my business. I am going to allow people to come in. I will absolutely serve all of the clients I have, but I'm not showing up on social media anymore. I'm not marketing. I'm not like making these big offers. I'm just allowing something better to come into my life because I can't keep grinding it out like this. It's not sustainable for me. And so business kept going. I kept getting people through like referrals or that would find my website, things like that, hear me on a podcast. But it was just like, in my mind, I was ending my business. And then in November of last year, I get this email that says, taking a career break for dummies, question mark. And I was like, what is this? And I clicked the link and it was like, hey, we're thinking about writing this book. Would you be interested in contributing? And I thought it was spam or a scam because you get a lot of those in the online world these days. And I was like, who are these idiots trying to trick me into writing this book? I almost deleted it. But something said like, this is really weird. Let me Google this person's name. And I Googled her name and she legit worked at the publisher. And then I Googled the publisher because I didn't even know who made the dummy series. And it really was that publisher. And I was like, oh my God, is this legit? So I wrote her back. I was like, I'm interested. Do you want to connect? And she was like, yeah, let's do a call. It was real. And she basically was like, I asked a lot of questions and she basically was like, you know, I've done my research on you. I think this topic is really relevant. I think it's important. I would love to do a book on this. And I've decided you're the person to write it if we decide that it's like got enough meat to it to be a dummy's book. So my next step was I had to write an outline or table of contents for what I thought the book could have in it for her to understand and pitch it to the team to see like, could this really make a dummy's book? Because those are very heavy on the facts and the application. I mean, they're reference books, right? And so that was the process. And, you know, obviously I wrote the table of contents. She thought it was excellent. She was really impressed that I could do so much with it. And then she ended up pitching it to the team and it got a green light and moved forward. But this book came at a moment where I was honestly questioning, like, what am I here to do? And I think one of the only reasons I hadn't given up at that point, like completely just stopped even coaching with the clients I had is because A, I believed in what I was doing. I believe in it so deeply and the power of breaks. But B, I felt like I had so much more to say that the world needed to know about breaks and I hadn't had the chance to say it. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what this book is. Things I didn't even know I knew were channeled through me when I was writing this book. I wrote things down where I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I knew that. How did I know that? (laughs) And it was astounding to me, right? Just how much information I have to give to people who want to make this happen. I am so excited, like, because I think a lot of times when we're operating in our gifts, we get divine downloads. And so I really, truly listening to you like, oh, there's some divine downloads in this book now. (laughs) There, Oh my gosh, there absolutely are. It's crazy. Like all of the weird, I mean, someday again, going to write a very long blog entry about all the weird confluences of events that happened while I was writing this book. But the one thought that has kept me going when it was really hard, because I'm going to tell you, girl, it was so freaking hard to write this book, especially as like a first time author for a very like structured series. I believe this book was divinely orchestrated for many reasons. I mean, I could give you like 10 data points of why and how and things that happened as I was writing this book. 
But I just kept coming back to this is divinely orchestrated. So I'm going to keep going. And that one thought is what kept me on track. Yeah. How does this book help people overcome their barriers that we've created about taking a break? Yeah. I mean, it addresses so many aspects of that. So fears, there's a whole chapter dedicated to fears and then giving reframes perspective, a new point of view on fears to help you overcome them, giving tools to help you overcome them. But I think also there's a lot of step-by-step planning involved. I don't believe in creating an itinerary for a break. I think you change and grow and evolve and you absolutely should leave space for your break to change and grow and evolve with you. But a lot of taking that first step is having a vision and an understanding of what could this look like? How long would this take? How much money might it cost? What would I actually maybe do on this break? How will I create that itinerary down the road when it's time to actually do things? And so this book goes from A to Z. I mean, it starts with how to determine if a break is right for you and walking through the options and walking through, again, like the fears, understanding all of the benefits that can come with it through the planning stages, through the navigating stages, through the returning from a break and landing job offers like I did once your break is over. And so I think having an understanding of how it's all going to come together is really helpful to overcome the barrier. And then quite honestly, I undertook a very crazy task of including 24 other humans in this book. So I have coached, you know, over 70 career breaks. I reached out to my clients and so many of them volunteered to be case studies and anecdotes in the book. I ended up creating 70 anecdotes from 24 of my clients whose stories illustrated different points I was trying to make or activities, real life examples of activities I want people to take on to figure out their answers and make their plan. And so I think knowing other people did it and seeing it come to life for someone else is really helpful to overcoming that barrier as well. I'm so excited for this book because I feel like I want to pick out the different things because that's what I'm struggling with personally. I told my therapist, I'm going to go on an adventure. And I was going to go to the Grand Canyon last weekend because I'm in Inglewood right now. And so I was going to drive to the Grand Canyon. Child, I made it to like North Hollywood. I left at the wrong time. I didn't plan very well. And that traffic was so bad. And I just, that was too far to turn back around and come home because then I would have been sitting another hour and a half. So my cousin lives up there and I called her. I said, hey girl, uh, can I come over? Because I can't make it. (laughs) And so then I ended up hanging out with them and they fed me dinner. So... (laughs) I said I was going to try again, but I definitely have to like go to bed on time, get up super early and hit the road before the traffic. Because if not, I'm not going to make it out of the city limits. Like it's just not going yeah. to happen. Yeah. We'll just take some intentional planning. That's all. Yeah. Got this. So some of the things that I'm excited for about this book is, you know, a lot of people get worried about the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this book is going to show them that that's the least thing to worry about. Like you can figure that part out. You can plan for it. You can set a budget for your break and create a realistic timeline. You can make that happen. But then I think the other thing is the mindset that you're going to give people in this book. So can you talk a little bit about how your mindset has evolved in this process of creating this book? Yeah. I mean, you know, my mindset (laughs) has evolved in the simple fact that I, for a very long time, was not sure I could do this book. So I said, yes, it was a very hard decision to say yes. Cause I, I mean, let's be real. My intention for this book 
it's to be a huge act of service for the world because I'm going to tell you, I am not going to get rich off this book, right? <laughs> so it was with a pr- traditional publisher. I do get a royalty, but it is minimal. It's really minimal. When you go with a traditional publisher, it's more about having reach and distribution so that more people can see your book. And you know what do you do with your book once it's out in the world? But it's not about you know getting rich quick from sales of your book. And I signed away my rights to everything I put in that book. For them to, I mean, that's just part of their legal process. For them to, you know, do this book, they need to have the rights to it because they can chop it up and make a smaller book. They can, you know, create promos and things like that. So it's understood that when you decide to write a For Dummies book, and this is true, I think, for several other of the more traditional publishers, you sign your rights away to the content and material in your book. Now, I can still use it. And I had them add a clause that was explicit that I can use things I've already created. I don't have to like shut those down. But I've given away the rights to the things I've worked six years, like the IP and stuff that I've created through all this experience. And the only reason I did it wasn't for the money. It was because I think people in the world need to know this stuff. And of course, the hope that this book gives me a platform to do other things, of course, that too. But it really was an act of service. And so my mindset on even deciding that I was going to do this as an act of service and that this was my biggest intention for this book was to give other people the freedom I had given myself and the life-changing experience of a break. That was like, okay, I've tripled down on that commitment and just knowing that about myself. And then also, you know, there was a friend of mine who told me at some point, because I kept waffling, like I started writing and then I would be like, I don't think I could do this. This is really hard. Maybe I should quit. I even wrote my writing coach because you get a writing coach for your first chapter just to write more in the tone and style of the dummies and conventions with the dummies way. And I was like, has anybody ever started a book and then like couldn't finish it? And if so, like what exactly legally happens to that person? And she was like, oh my God, like this is a really big deal. If you think you can't finish this book, you need to talk to your editor like ASAP. And I was like, oh my God, did I just lose my book deal? She really freaked out because she didn't know me. And she was like, if you're telling me you're too afraid, I'm going to believe you. And I really had to come to terms with this task and I had to commit to it. And as my friend said, you need to burn the bridge behind you. And that was it. I was always trying to leave a door where if it got too hairy, if the fire got too hot in front of me, I could always run back. I could take the exit out the back door. And in that moment, I realized I had to burn that bridge to the back door. I had to like seal up the escape hatch and decide that come hell or high water, I was going to survive the fire. And I think knowing that about myself, knowing I was capable of writing this book, it's like, okay, I can do really hard things. I just have to be super committed. <laughs> I can do anything, but man, I have to be super committed. Wow. I've never heard that. Like you've got to burn the bridge behind you. Listen, on that note, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, I want you to tell us about your coaching practice that you did not sunset now. <laughs> and I want us to share with you some wins of people taking career breaks so people understand like, you know, what the benefit really is when we get back from the break. Hey guys. So listen, you already hear how amazing Katrina is and how knowledgeable she is about taking career break. So November 15th is when this book drops. You can pre-order it now. You can go to amazon.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. I recommend that you get this book, even if you don't need it today, get this book now. And when you need it, the spirit will tell you, it will come to you and you will be in the right place in the right time. It will all fall into place. 
But if you hear this episode and you know in your hearts of heart that you need to take some time and really get reconnected with your truth, get this book. This is a tool. It's going to help you. Taking a Career Break for Dummies comes out November 15th. I highly, highly recommend. I haven't even read it yet, but I know Katrina and I know some of her clients and I'm telling you, she is the truth. So go get this book. And also if you need to connect with Katrina, there will be links in the show notes to connect with her directly as well. Now let's go wrap up the show. All right, Katrina, we are back. Thank you so much for being here. Every time I talk to you, You always leave me with gems. You always inspire me. And I just want you to know as a consortium, fellow consortium alum, I'm so, so proud of you and everything you've done. So now, Katrina, you still have your coaching practice. So are you taking one-on-one clients? Are you doing groups? Like, Tell us about how you help people through the planning process and getting them ready to take a career break. So for the last six years, you know, I've pretty much exclusively done one-on-one coaching with a few exceptions of, you know, groups or program, but mostly one-on-one. And that is one of two ways. So I love doing a 60-minute career break planning intensive with people. That is really focused on people that just want to plan and they want to overcome whatever the most pressing sort of like most eminent barrier is. So sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's just not having a vision for how they're going to come back from the break and land a job. So we go heavy into the re-entry period and talking about, you know, like what can come towards the end of their break to prepare them for that re-entry and that transition. But that's really an intensive burst. And so I have pre-work. It's personalized to each person based on what they're trying to do in the session. But I make them, you know, journal about some things, give answers, reflect on a few questions. There's an activity workbook that I'll have them do a few pages from. And we set the stage. I prime their brain to get reflective, to find deeper, truer answers, to kind of put fear in the backseat and like let their true self come forward and answer these questions. And then I digest those responses before we start and we go deep and we just do the work. Now for the other half of my clients, we do three-month coaching package where it's, you know, sessions and in between I'm supporting them by Marco Polo, like the Marco Polo app and email. And we're really, in those instances, we're really confronting all of the barriers that come up, right? So not just the most pressing one, but it's, am I worthy of rest? Or it's when they're on a break and everything has been great and now they suddenly feel bored or they're worried about not being productive enough because they're not exhausted. And I have to help them see there's a difference between restored and not exhausted. Right. <laughs> like Just because you're not exhausted does not mean that you are fully restored. And so really helping people navigate that, navigate giving their notice and confronting all of the drama and trauma and like mental stuff that comes up with sharing their news with people and feeling like they're going to be judged or, you know, ruin their career or get this big mark, you know, on their sort of on their whole entire file or something. And so in that container, there's a lot of life coaching mixed with career break consulting that happens to kind of bring them to their next level so that their life is changed before the break even starts. I mean, honestly, life changes happen there, you know, within a few weeks. And we really create this new experience and this new reality before the break. Like at that point, the break becomes, you know, the icing on the cake. But at the end of the day, I'm really here to support people making this shit happen. And I'm so excited, you know, as I finished this book, I had to think about, I can't scale 
a one-on-one practice and I don't want to. I don't want to have 30 one-on-one clients all the time. That's just a lot of energy. So where are people going to get stuck when they read this book? They're going to know all the stuff. They're going to see it all there. They're going to get stuck in the application, right? They're going to get stuck in the, how do I apply this to me or my unique situation? So I actually did an intensive with my old business coach and kind of tried to map out how can I create a solution that I can scale that helps more people at the place where they really need it. So I'm launching a membership in 2024. I'm so excited about it. In January, I will be launching a membership and it will be, I'm calling it the break room, sort of that double, (laughs) double, like double It's the oasis in your corporate life. And it's the oasis when you want to break. But it's really going to be a community where you take, you know, what you've learned from the book. I have a digital course that's going to be a part of it. And you get live coaching with me and masterclasses to apply the things and come to me with questions and figure out how to move through any of the barriers that come up. Even if you know logically how to move through it, it doesn't mean that you actually can see your blind spots and know how you specifically need to move through it. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. I'm very, very excited for this. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I am so excited about this. You know, there's 50, 11 million courses for all kinds of things, but I've never seen one to actually help you take a break, restore, rest, explore, find your true path and get to honesty in your spirit and your mind and reconnect with you. Like nobody's giving us that, that I've seen. I don't see it out there. I know people talk around it, but you know, I think a lot of people default to that's not realistic. And I'm so glad that you are showing people like, use your mind. It is. Anything you put your mind to is realistic. (laughs) Yes, it is. It really is. So I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask your advice real quick. What advice would you give to me? Because I'm not necessarily on a career break, but I finally am going to sign some paperwork and get (laughs) some money here soon. And so I'll have about six months pressure free, I guess. Yeah. To explore and figure out what I want to do here. And I know what I want to do, but I also know I need some time to like be still. Yes. So what advice do you give your clients when they find themselves? Like, do you have clients come to you after they've been laid off? Of course. Yeah, I do. That come to me laid off or they get a surprise severance offer and they realize they're burned out and they take it, but it's sort of unexpected. Yeah. So what advice do you give those people? First of all, everyone and their mother who is coming from corporate needs rest time. So even if you know what you want to do, you absolutely need rest time. And I'm going to tell you from all of the breaks I've seen, I recommend a minimum 60 days. It can take on average around three months for people to really fully let go of all of the corporate trauma and just sort of the really feel like you're on a break and really embody it like from head to toe. But I'm going to tell you those first 60 days are critical for you. I'm going to also offer this perspective. There's creating and there's consuming, right? When it comes to doing. So the thing that you want to do. We oftentimes feel like we just need to know one more thing or we have to learn one more thing or we have to be like, you know, in all the places, constantly consuming information. And then there's the other act of creating where we're putting things out, right? And like we're sharing stuff. Those are both amazing things that require a lot of energy. 
And there's a little tiny space in between where we get to be still so that we can lean into you know, one or the other, especially the creating. And so knowing that you want to create, that you are here to put things out into the world, I think this rest period is critical for you to refill your creativity tank because you already have ideas, but you're going to have wisdom, knowledge, your own divine downloads coming to you, but they can't be heard if you're trying to consume, thinking that you just need to know one more thing or learn one more thing or understand one more thing, or if you're hyper creating where it's like, I've got to be doing, doing, doing. It's the hustle, right? It's the, I have to be in action to make something happen. Sometimes things happen from a place of ease. Sometimes they happen because we've attracted them. Like this book deal, there was no hustling that created this book deal. It was truly, it arrived. And when you're on your right path, I believe those things can come to you if you leave space for them to come to you. So I would emphasize the importance of rest. And I would also caution you not to really give yourself the space to restore your creativity tank and not feel like you have to overconsume once you shift into moving forward with that. I think reflection is also really important. I would encourage you to have a weekly practice starting maybe week two, where you spend 15 minutes asking yourself the same question or questions once a week and set it for the same day, put a reminder on your calendar. Don't forget it, make it a habit, make it a routine. So every Thursday at 9.30 in the morning, you have you know, your fancy cappuccino, you sit down, you tell yourself, I'm so proud of you, girl, for being here. We're doing this thing. And then you ask yourself questions like, what am I most proud of this past week? How am I feeling about my big vision? What am I most afraid of? Is there anything that didn't go well last week that I want to be aware of for this week? It could be, you know, just a question on how am I feeling right now? And what do I want for myself? Just questions that have you reflect on your experience and also be intentional about the life you're trying to create. I'm trying not to cry. I really thank you for that because I have been in this, okay, what are we doing? We got to do it. Got to go got to do. And mind you, I haven't been working since June, but since June, when that happened, it was, it was, it like lit this fire. It felt like ah, I got out of fear though. And so now as I'm working with my therapist, I realize like, you're not going to get anything done until you sit down and. Yes. Oh, I have a trick for you. I want you to try this out because I know this about you now. I want you to try this out and you can try this like tomorrow. I want you to pick one or two days in this next week. And I want you to block off one to two hours and make it white space. So it's blank. It's not filled. You can't fill it with admin or like things that you should do, like laundry, dry cleaning, nothing. And when you show up to this time that you've predetermined, you have to commit to it. You've predetermined it. When you show up 11 o'clock on Thursday to the beginning of this block of time, your only question is, what do I want or need right now? And you keep asking yourself that question for one hour. So it could look like this. You arrive there and you're like, hmm, what do I want right now? And you might be like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I actually feel like I want to go get, you know, like a burrito from Chipotle or something. You go to Chipotle and then you eat your burrito. And then you're like, oh, that was great. What do I want right now? What do I want now? And you might be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling kind of antsy. And I just, I would love to go to that park I drove by the other day and go for a walk, go for a walk. When you finish the walk, what do I want right now? And you might be like, oh, I need a nap. Go home, take a nap, right? But it's the idea that if you feel like you have to be doing, 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 Mm -hmm. that simple 
one task of asking yourself and connecting to, it's a practice we don't get to practice in our corporate lives. What do I need right now? Or what do I want right now? Give yourself what you need and see what happens and just go on this exploration. I find for my clients that really struggle with stillness Mm -hmm. or having like blank space on their calendar, it can be really transformative to just, they have something to focus on and something to do, but it's really secretly just reconnecting to yourself. Amen. Listen, guys, if you, first of all, send me an invoice. (laughs) (laughs) If you know you need a break, and I know a lot of you, and I actually, I'm going to send this to five people I know right now. (laughs) If you need a break, reach out to Katrina. She's amazing. If you know me, then you know I needed to hear that all kinds of ways. For those people who don't know me personally, I am in, I call it my butterfly phase, right? Where I am in the cocoon and I am in metamorphosis right now. And it's painful because I'm literally trying to kill myself and reinvent myself. Meltdown into cellular goo. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point I'm at in my life. And so I recognize that. And, but what all does that entail and what all does that mean? And so that simple exercise, honestly, I'm probably going to spend like all day Friday. I'm so proud of you. And it's going to be a whole day of, I love it. Okay. What do we want to do right now? Cause, and then my therapist is going to love this and she's going to want to hear about it in two weeks. And so what happened and what did you learn? And it's going to be a great session and hopefully I won't cry. (laughs) I am on a path and I'm growing. I'm not afraid to share that in the hopes that other people who are where or feel similarly, they know they're not alone because that's what this show is about is to know one, you're not alone. There's resources and tools and people and help out there. That's why I love having you on the show. And three, that you're going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. And you are a testament to that. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for your light. Thank you for this book. And, you know, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate everything you're doing because the culture needs you. Like, because Black women out here, we hustling, we hustling hard. And nobody ever tells us, you know, well, what do you want? Or how are you feeling? Like, really? Like, it's all about suck it up. Don't cry. Like, keep going, fight it. You know, you're tough. Like, no, I'm human. (laughs) And there are people out there silently breaking and we want to prevent that. And we want people to get to their best possible outcomes for themselves. And I love it, their truth and what's true for them and their path and their journey. And so I appreciate you for being, shouting that from the rooftop and being a beacon of light towards that path because Go to school, get a good job. We are so brainwashed. <laughs> True. That's not the only way. Yeah. But here we are with MBAs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. So Katrina, Facts. any yeah. last words you want people to know? Where can people find you? And yeah. we're going to put links in the show notes, but yeah, tell the people. Here's the truth I want to share. And it's so simple. And I think the audience is going to need to hear this probably like 45 times, but we're going to start with time number one. It's safe to rest. It's safe. It's safe to rest. It's safe to not be doing. It's safe to just focus on the being. And the second piece of that is that you deserve rest. We all deserve rest. You don't have to earn it. 
So when you're thinking about a break or it's sounding kind of crazy, or, you know, there's a part of you that's like, oh, that would be so nice, but that's definitely not my reality. Or I wish I could. I encourage you to come from a place of this is my right. I don't have to earn this. I deserve it. How can I pursue it? How can I make this happen? This is my right. It's my right to take rest. It's my right. And it's safe. As far as where people can find me, I show up on LinkedIn, get the book. It's amazing. We'll be connected through that. You know, and then also I I do have a website where you can check out more about me, but you know, the book is a really great place to start. The table of contents is very, the minutia is in there because it's a very like process formulaic, you know, table of contents for the dummy series. And so you can see up front all the things that are in it and you can jump to the sections that apply to you or the things you're afraid about. Like, what do I do about health insurance? How do I put this on my resume when I'm coming back from a break? Like you can find out where to go on that table of contents and just jump around to the things that you most need to know and take it step by step. But yeah, I'm here if people need me or if they want to connect and just follow along on my adventures and the things I'm doing. But just remember, like you already deserve the rest. You don't have to earn it. Like you are enough as you are. You've more than earned it. And so, you know, claim your right, like step up for that and figure out how to make it happen. Katrina McGee. Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for supporting me and this podcast. What? No, thank you for supporting me. Oh my gosh. I'm like always so grateful for you. I'm like, she's the best. I just really appreciate you. As you know, it can be a lonely road to be an entrepreneur. And so support means so much. It's sometimes the one thing that will keep a person going, myself included. So I just, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate what you're doing with this podcast and letting me be a part of it. Yes. No, this is a part of the equation, people. So listen, if you need some advice about a specific like work situation, go to trillmba.com slash coaching. Schedule a 45 minute consultation with me to strategize because that's what I'm good at. It's like giving you the language. If you need to go to HR, let's plan that out. Do not go to HR without talking to a lawyer or me or somebody before you go, okay? (laughs) But I'm happy to help with walking you through those specific situations. You can also email us at ask at trillmba.com. We're happy to answer your questions, concerns, your listener letters, or if you just want to say, hey, Felicia, what's going on? Usually I'm the one that's reading the emails. And so if not, my team will send it to me. I will definitely get your email if you email me at ask at trillmba.com. So either way, email us or hit us up, trillmba.com slash coaching to sign up for a session with me. And with that, guys, Katrina, thank you so much for being on the show. You are amazing. Go forth, be great. I cannot wait to see what the next couple of years are going to be and how many lives you're going to really help and transform. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. So we'll have you back on the show, I'm sure, to give us any updates about more things that you're going to be doing, helping people take career break. So... Until next time, guys, keep it trill. The Trill MBA Show is a Fair World Corp LLC production. Executive produced by Felicia and Rose Inuha. Sound design and editing by Chris Mann with Podshaper. Theme music is Kick Push by Ryan Little. Keep it trill every day, y'all.